0: listening to the Derek Asante podcast, also known as DAPS, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. I just aim to keep the discussion above the average. My guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and today I just want to discuss something that was essential to every single one of us. And what really inspired this um, was a a beautiful little book by Spencer Johnson. And it's entitled, Who Moved My Cheese? Now, every several years, I go back and I read this book. Uh, first of all, I want to thank my wife for bringing it into our house because she introduced me to it. And so thank you, uh, babe, for doing that. But every once in a while, I look at this book, whether it's in the audiobook form or the actual book, I go through it. Why? Because the story is is always refreshing. It's almost like a cleanse. Like every once in a while, you know how you need a detox, a cleanse. Yes, it's one of those things about a mindset um, reset. And it's just so powerful. Although it's a simple book. I don't necessarily want to call this episode a book review, but it kind of sort of is with a twist. Right? It's like that drink, that cocktail with a, a slice of lime um, connected to it. You know what I mean? So that's what this is. I'm going to do a little bit of a slice of lime on this episode with this here. And obviously we're talking about people. We're talking about us. Right? And um, oftentimes we are a reflection of our future's past. yes. A bit of a metaphor there, think about it, right? We are a reflection of our future's past, okay? And sometimes we're disappointed with that. sometimes we are extremely happy with you know what we become. And sometimes we are stuck in a rut and we don't know what to do with ourselves. We are talking about people here folks. So without further ado, Like all episodes, I like to open with a quote. And today's quote is a short one by Benjamin Israeli, and it reads, Change is inevitable. Change is constant. I want you to think about that. Change is inevitable, and change is constant. And I think it's a powerful quote because of what this book really exemplifies. Now, People, we have our own unique differences about us, right? We can agree that no two individuals are the same in every aspect. We're going to have a lot of things in common and a lot of differences. So keep that in mind as I kind of use the metaphors that this book throws out and try to marry it with our own situations on a regular basis. It's a great simple story, right? So let me give you a bit, bit, bit of a background with that, with that book. If you haven't read it yet. Now it's a great simple story about two mice and two little people about the same size. And they're living in a maze, right? They're searching for their own special cheese. Now let's break down that metaphor. Okay. The characters are a representation of everyday people like yourself and, and me. The cheese represents the goals and what each person's idea of success is to them uh, or safety or security or a vision, right? And anything really that you're in pursuit of. And it can be happiness, right? Because that's what it also meant for the little people in this story. Okay, so the cheese can be anything of significance to you that will make you feel like you are complete on your journey of just existing. And what's pretty interesting about the characters' names is how much they actually reflect the mentality of so many people. For example, um, the names of the two little people are him and ha. <laughs> that was funny to me because I realize a lot of us, when we have to make a decision and it's a tough one, or sometimes it's an easy one, we him. And we haw about it, but we never decide, right? So that's very interesting that those names are the names of the little people. And then the mice, their names are uh, Sniff and Scurry. So I thought that that was interesting. Uh, There's a reason for that. I find that Sniff is someone uh, who's often curious, right? Curious, but doesn't invest too much time in thinking because it's it's more about following their instinct, right? Ah, Something smells funny. All right, let me go. Let me go over there. Okay. Something smells funny. Yeah. Oh, that smells good. Let me go over there. You get what I mean? So that's the idea behind the name there. And Scurry is all about action. Let's do it. So when Sniff sniffs out something, Scurry is first to run, right? Let's, Let's move. What are we waiting for? What's there to think about? You said it smells good going in that direction. Let's go, right? So the names are significant, even though they seem silly, even though they don't seem like much on the surface, okay? So let's dive in a little bit with these characters here. Um, some of the characteristics of the, the mice, for example, um, they act like many of us do today, right? Unfortunately, it's not a large majority, that act like the mice, they're constantly in search of something that's going to make them feel happy or satisfied. So there's a goal for them, right? Happiness is their goal. This is the mice we're talking about. They have simple brains is what the book describes them as. That means they they don't have uh, that complexity um, about them. They're pretty straightforward, simple, and they have really good instincts. Uh, Let's talk about the little people some of their characteristics. They also act like people today, majority of us, unfortunately. Uh, They're also in the daily search for happiness, security, safety, and all those good things. And the difference so far is that they have complex brains. That means they tend to spend a lot of time in their heads. They think a lot, they analyze, they overanalyze. And I think there's a term called uh, analyst paralysis, hope i got that right i'm not sure i can't remember the exact term but uh, hopefully i'm right and um they also have many beliefs and emotions so think about that this is a human being we have our own ideas we have our belief system that is deeply rooted in who we are and every turn in our lives we lean on that belief system right that's how we decipher when someone's different from us and whether we want to hang out with certain people or not it's all connected back to our belief system but on top of that we're also emotional so that means if something rattles or makes our belief system shake a bit and makes us uncomfortable or challenges that belief system we retreat or we defend right and we get all you know emotional about it we are so attached to our beliefs that it's almost like we're inseparable now What do they have in common? The mice and the little people. Okay. Throughout this book, they both leave home every day into a maze that they live in. So let's look at the maze. Okay. Mind you, when they leave and enter this maze, they're searching for their favorite cheese, AKA success, safety, security, whatever it is, is what they're in search of. But in the book, That thing is called cheese. What is that thing for you? When you leave your home every day, what are you in pursuit of? It's real talk. How often do you even think about that? Are you in pursuit of anything or are you just sleepwalking? Are you a zombie? What's going on? Because a lot of us, I find, are zombies out here. But let's go back to the maze. What is the maze in a metaphoric uh, sense? Okay. It consists of... Many corridors, doors, dark corners, bright paths, dead ends, and plenty of opportunities. It's also very easy to get lost in. So let's think about that. How is that different from your society right now? Many ways, many routes to get to a destination, right? Think about the route you take to go to work. You stay on that path because that's what you're familiar with. You only detour if that route is disrupted. There's an accident. Otherwise, you don't change your route. There's also dead ends in life. You try things out and it doesn't work. Or, you know, you fail, you fall, this and that. There's also plenty of opportunities to get ahead, try new things, and so forth. But it's also just as easy for people to get lost. We do have a lot of people in our society who are lost, right? But what I want you to recognize is that the maze is simply a reflection of our world and our life. Few of us have a clear vision of where they want to end up, and the vast majority are lost without a guide or a plan of action. How accurate is that? It's a very simple book. It's a very small book. But the message, the message in that, it's how powerful that is. Think about that. Now, some of us are mice because the use of the simple trial and error approach. Some of us are brave enough to just say, you want, let me try this. Oh, it didn't work. Cool. Let me try that. Oh, that worked. Cool. I like that. All right. Let me try something else. You get the point here? Right, the trial and error folks that are willing to try things because they're not afraid. Right? They're not afraid of failing. They're also not emotionally invested in their decisions and choices that they make. That's very, very powerful. Because what what we fail to recognize as people is that our emotions cripple us in situations when we least expect right and remember that the failed attempts right are critical because we learn from them and we learn from them by not repeating them or going down the same path again only to get the same results I think someone said that was considered insanity doing the same thing expecting a different result but the message here is that They are not afraid to try, one. They're also not afraid to fail. Here's a third point I want to make. No regrets or ill feelings towards the experience or the journey. People with that trial and error mentality, they're free. They don't hold grudges. They don't have ill feelings. They don't point fingers towards anything else. They just experience the journey and appreciate it for what it is the reason why they can do that is because they have developed the habit and the mentality of forgiving their past. That's simply learning to let go. And I think that's critical. That's key. Now, the fourth point I want to point out is that they also trust their instincts, that gut feeling, right? And are often wrong and running into walls and dead ends. But eventually... They find their way. Because they don't quit. The minute they realize something's not gonna work, they don't spend hours and days and weeks and months trying to figure out why didn't it work? Automatically they start thinking about, shoot, that didn't work. Let me try that one. Right? So in that same sense, a lot of us do this, and that's great. These are some of the great things that we can have. Trial and error, we're not, you know, bogged down by our emotions about whether we want to try again. Or whether we're too afraid to fail so we won't try, right? And that's the other side of the spectrum. And that's where some of us are the little people, right? The little people in the book also relied on their complex brain to find and reach their goal or success or happiness, whatever it is that they were seeking for. Again, a lot of us are this way. They have some success, and they have some failures, just like the mice. But often, their complex human brain clouds their decisions, right? Clouds their decision-making process, and it makes life more complicated than it needs to be, more challenging than it needs to be. This is what we do on a regular basis. A lot of us don't take any action but we have great ideas that we sit and ponder and process and overanalyze, right? And nothing gets done. So often the little people are overthinking and it left them indecisive. And when you're indecisive, guess what? You're not making any progress because no action is happening, right? And so... A lot of us do this where it's either our fear of failure or our fear of not succeeding at what it is that we attempt. And our fear keeps us from even attempting. And then when we do attempt and fail, we quit because of that feeling that we get from the eyes that are watching keeps us from trying again. And that's why we quit. We let our emotions and our feelings and our ideas and our belief system bog us down so much. And all it took was a set of eyes, multiple of them, staring at us, looking and judging. When really all that judgment actually has no impact on whether we act again or not. But we internalize that, we process it and we say, you know what? They don't want to see me try again, so I'm not going to try again therefore, we get stuck there and we accept that. And we coined the term, this is who I am. Don't push me any further. That's also known as a comfort zone. It's a trap. It's a trap when you get too comfortable because then you get fat and you get stuck and you can't move. And when you decide, oh, I want to start moving again, it's too late. Now you're just obese and you can't even do anything. And all your ideas only remain in your head because you now are incapable of even attempting to move and make it happen. So back to the book, what they did was they all had a a morning routine, all four characters, right? So you had the two mice and you had the two little people. Every day, every morning, they would get up and go out looking for their cheese. Sounds familiar? Every day, every morning, you and I we wake up, we show up to work, trying to achieve our success, our retirement, our safety, our securement, whatever it is we want to call it. Our pension, some of us, right? We're chasing that. That's our cheese. And one day, the characters finally found some cheese. They enjoyed it. And they enjoyed it every single morning. The mice would arrive early every day. And after some time, the little people developed a different routine. Remember, they attained this little bit of success. They found the first cheese. So they're like, ah, this is great. Every morning, I know I wake up, I show up, I'm going to get some cheese. Now... The little people now, remember, they developed a slightly different routine. They woke up a little later now. They dressed a little slower. They took their time. And they walked to their cheese, no longer running, because now they knew exactly where it was and how to get there. They got really comfortable. And the other C word that follows comfortability is complacent. And they became complacent. They locked in on their comfort zone. They're familiar with the space. Why do I need to hustle? Why do I need to grind? Why do I need to work harder? I'm already here. I've arrived. They had no idea where the cheese came from or who put it there. They just know they discovered it. They're loving it. And it's not going anywhere. That sounds a lot like the stories we hear on a regular basis. Let's think about all those people that you hear about that win the lotto. Two years later, back to broke or even homeless, right? Oftentimes they end up worse than what they were before the lotto. So this is what we do as human beings. So now back to the little people, they simply assumed that this cheese would always be there for them. They felt happy And obviously successful, right? They believe that they were now secured. That's no different from people that we know that buy, let's say, a property. You buy your first home. You're like, yes, I made it. And you get comfortable. You don't work as hard. You don't hustle as hard. You don't grind anymore. Why? Because I made it. Some of us, it could be a new job that pays you a lot more. Maybe you were making, you know, $30,000 a year and then you made your way to $50,000 and now you're making $80,000. You're going to get comfortable real quick because now you're like, oh, I can get all the stuff that I want, right? I can do all these things that I want. You know what? I can splurge on myself. I worked hard for this. I deserve this. Is what we tell ourselves, right? So what happened with the little people? They moved closer to the cheese and what they do, they built social life around it just so they can feel more at home. They even decorated the space. Isn't this what we do when we go to work? Like some of us I know have these office jobs. right? They give you an office, a corner office, whatever it is they give you. you. Got your desk, your computer and your own printer or whatever it is. And, you know, you got a window maybe. Or maybe not, right? But you get the point. And what do we do? Start putting our family's pictures, portraits on our desks. We have little ornaments that we put around our desk or in our offices. We hand some personal pictures and we make it home. We're getting comfortable. Forgetting that this is work. But we turn work into home. Not expecting change at all to come and shake this world up that we've now created for ourselves. Pay attention here. Pay close attention because this is a reality for somebody listening right now. How comfortable have you gotten at work that nothing could ever shake your world or turn it upside down? So the little people, no different from us, they showed off all their things to others, right? The material gains, you know, the cheese. Um, Sometimes they even shared it and other times they didn't want to share it are no different. You go to work. You get new information. Maybe you're about to get a promo or a posting. You don't share it with your colleagues. Why? Because you don't want the competition. You get a new opportunity outside of work, maybe. Right? That's great that you know friends and family might benefit from, but you don't share it. Why? Because you want to keep it for yourself. And sometimes you do want to share it. It goes both ways. But the mentality shift happened where the little people, and I quote, we deserve this cheese, is what they would say. No one else deserves it, even though they have no idea where it came from or who put the cheese there. But yet, they've come to the conclusion that they deserve this cheese. They became arrogant and privileged. They didn't recognize the changes that was slowly Surely taking place around them. This leads me to another quote that I want to share with you before we continue. And this one is by uh, Benjamin Franklin. When you're finished changing, you're finished. When you're finished changing, you're finished. Think about that. If that's not one of the most articulate ways to describe death, I don't know what is. And even in death, there's still change happening. That's scary. But let's bring it right back down to the layman's terms of that quote. Um, And let's take it literal. When you believe, when you start to think that you are done and you don't need to grow or evolve anymore, you hit your ceiling, I'm as smart as I'm going to be, nothing more. I'm not letting any new information come in. Then you literally get left behind in the world that you currently exist in. Because that world is changing. And it's changing with or without you. This is a part of our complex as little people. Okay. So back to the book now. Now the mice, the mice would arrive every morning and inspect the area and the cheese And they identified any changes that was taking place. Because they understood this is not permanent. They understood change is eminent, right? They understood that. So, one day they arrived to discover there's no cheese. But they weren't surprised. Because remember, they kept coming in to check out the place. To see what would happen to see the changes that were happening. So when they showed up that day and there was no cheese, they weren't upset. They weren't surprised. They noticed the supply was running low. And because they recognized that early on, they anticipated this day would come. And they were prepared. They knew exactly what to do. So they put on their running shoes and they did not spend or waste time over analyzing the situation. They didn't blame anyone or began pointing fingers and saying, oh, you're the reason or this is what happened. Why did it happen? No, they didn't waste any of that time. They simply began running to find new cheese. Why dwell over spilled milk? What's done is done. That was in the past. A cheese was there at one time. It's no longer there. Why am I going to invest all my time dwelling on this? So off they went. Their situation has changed and they knew that. So they decided to change as well. And that decision was simple for them. Don't forget, the mice have the simple brain. Now the little people on the other hand, They took it for granted that the cheese would be there. Oh, boy, were they disappointed. They were not prepared for what had happened. When they showed up, there was no cheese. Boy, all hell broke loose. And I say that because people, we are so predictable. Yet, we're often surprised when change takes place. We know We're aware that nothing ever stays the same. So don't be surprised when change occurs. Rather, expect the change. It's a mindset. You know it's going to happen. And when it happens, you're surprised. That means you are either really overprivileged or you're extremely ignorant. So one of the characters, him, right? He was very upset about the lack of cheese. And he starts yelling, it's not fair. It's not fair. Who moved my cheese? (laughs) Ha ha. Hence the title of the book, right? And he was feeling extremely entitled. Mind you, both their attitudes were not very attractive on the onset. Once they discovered that there's no cheese, yeah, sour attitudes. Okay. So how does that apply to us on a regular basis? When you as a parent, let's say, for example, You're grooming your child who's a sports um, player or an actor or a singer or somebody with a talent. And you're pushing them down this path to be successful. Right? And they expect certain things. For example, the kid who has won every year in their competition expects to win. Have no idea how to deal with adversity because they've never faced it. And when they finally suffer their first defeat or loss, oh, good luck to you, parents. And I'm sure you're experiencing it if you're one of those parents. When you expect something and it doesn't happen, the only person who is left disappointed, and I keep saying this, is the one who had those expectations. Why are you surprised? No one else had those expectations, only you. So when him and Ha showed up and they were disappointed because there's no cheese, mind you, there's nothing wrong with being disappointed. We all experience it every now and then, right? But it's how you handle it. Because I mentioned it earlier, what cheese meant to him and Ha, and some of us is security. Happiness, material gains, feeling safe, a loving family someday, right? Up in the hills, the white picket fence, having a cozy cottage or a home, or being the boss of other people. You know, the head of a company or whatever. It could also mean wealth. So you can imagine when they achieved all that cheese, all these things that I just mentioned, and only to lose it that quickly. Ooh, which one of us wouldn't feel the way they felt? So the two spent much of their time hemming and hawing, (laughs) right? They ranted and raved. Hem, for example, said, you know, they had made their future plans for the cheese. Let me reiterate, they had no clue who put the cheese there or where it came from, yet they had made future plans for the cheese, You can work hard to attain your success. And there are plenty of forces, including yourself, that's going to cause you to lose that success. But it's also the same energy can help you sustain that success. But it's all in your attitude and your approach. That's going to determine which happens. So these two characters also return the next day expecting their cheese to be back. Maybe somebody's playing a trick on them. So they figured, yeah, you know what? We'll leave it here for now and we'll come back and it should be back. Now, what comes with that complex brain? I mentioned it previously. It's that belief system. That belief system is very powerful. So him and his huge belief system eventually consumed him. Because he was asking questions like, why did this happen? Who would do such a thing? This is someone who is the least, I mean the least suspecting of change. Even though Ha was like, Hey, what happened to um Sniff and Scurry, the mice? How come they're not here? You he recognize the change? Ham is like, Who cares? Because he believed They were smarter than the mice. But Ha, you know, his friend was like, maybe we need to change or, you know, do things a little differently. Him and his belief system, so strong and powerful, said, why should we change? We're special. We are entitled to our cheese. Somebody else took our cheese, and we should get something out of it. Now, if that doesn't sound a lot like privilege to you, an entitlement, don't know what it is. So start looking around. Before you start looking around, though, look within. Which one are you? Are you the mice or are you the little people? If you're the little people, then you got a lot of work to do. In your mindset and your approach to the world that you exist in. Because while those two, him and Ha, stood there analyzing, the mice were out seeking new cheese. And guess what? They found it. And what's important about that message right there is while you stand still, debating, thinking, overanalyzing, you could be doing. The very act that got you to that same position in the first place again. If you've done it once and it worked, you can do it again and again and again. Therefore, you will not be surprised when it ends because you know how to reproduce, recreate, right? Self-sustaining. This is important. It's easy to blame somebody. It's easy to stay in one spot and say, hey, I deserve this. But it's even more rewarding when you act like the mice, sniff and scurry, and make your way and take the action, put your shoes back on, get working to recreate your destiny, to chase your cheese. Right? Get back out into that maze and make something happen. Because standing here... And complaining about it doesn't change anything, doesn't produce anything. So it's very critical. I'm glad we're able to have these conversations. But I thought it was very important. That's why I wanted to have this conversation with you guys. I hope you can appreciate it, um, that you can get something out of it. But don't get stuck in your future's past. Do not get stuck there. Okay. You got to evolve with the times that you're in. Be honest with yourself and make the change that's necessary happen. That's my time for now. I want to thank all the listeners once again. I want to thank all the sponsors and the supporters every week. I want to thank everybody that sends in a comment about an episode. Continue to do that and keep the conversation going. Follow me on Instagram at dapspodcast. Appreciate your support. And um, until next time, love, peace, and happiness.